0: So many times, I would come <laughs> I would come running out of the shower. I remember one time, Bobby, uh, Bobby Boston, happy birthday, by the way, but mate, many times I would come running after you completely stark naked in the dark at one o'clock in the morning, making pig noises, chasing after you, and that was the only time you were ever able to outrun me because I had you scared running for your life. So there I was, stark naked, running around at one o'clock in the morning, chasing people, making pig noises, and he never stood a chance. Yeah.
1: Hi guys, welcome to the Church Split. My name is Will, and I do not have Brian with me today. I have instead my very good friend Andrew.
0: Hittes, hey, the one. Hello. The yeah. Now.
1: Uh, before we get started, do not forget to like and subscribe to The Church Split, because of course, and then check out the RFP network where you can see all the Insuperior podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have not changed a bit. you've always been this petty ever since we met each other 10 years ago. I don't appreciate that being that petty, but okay. You are. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. probably true.
1: Okay, so... A couple things about today. First off, of course, do all the internet things. If you don't know how to do the internet things, I can't help you. But what we're doing today is we, a few weeks ago, we filled in for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, and you can check out that episode in the description below and right here in between us. Yeah, we'll hover it right here. So um, with that being said, what me and Brian did is we went through IFB Bible College handbooks, and mm. it was a lot of fun because Brian had never been to an IFB college. So it yeah. was just a lot of fun to go through and debunk it. But, see, I went to Crown College of the Bible, as many of you mm. guys know, and that is where I met this man.
0: It was, indeed. I have no recollection of uh, meeting him at all. I'm pretty sure he drugged me and just decided that we were going to be friends, and that was, that was the end of it. So you never complained. Uh, I did a little bit. <laughs> I actually
1: do remember be- See, it's funny. I remember when yeah. we met... Ethan Young, who's also been on the, on the podcast I
0: don't think he exists he, I think you made him up, I'm not sure if he's a real person or not
1: <laughs> He introduced me no. to you guys At a table And I instantly realized that you were cheeky
0: mm-hmm. You were a smart yeah. Alec,
1: And you had a funny accent So that like, is Yeah, true. he's a friend of mine
0: All of the above So, <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Andrew has been on this podcast before A yeah. long time ago when we were building this studio And the audio's not that great But uh, what Andrew said is fantastic so, a couple of things. Uh what we're going to do is we have the Crown College handbook from when we attended there. And Andrew and I literally just want to as a follow-up to our Recovering Fundamentals podcast fill in, we wanted to do an episode just talking about Crown College and our experiences there because it's just fun. Um, this is not a yeah. we're bitter at Crown College uh
0: I mean, I'm okay. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you feel though, all these years later? We, we're still talking about it. <laughs>
1: I'm not bitter. I find it That's hilariously amusing. I mean, that it's was multiple bit years and thousands of dollars I spent at an organization. Yeah,
0: oh my word, so much money. Yes. Uh. <laughs>
1: the, we spent a lot of money uh, to live under this, and yes. it is Um, and the more and more you're there the more and more they point to you that this is the right way for a Christian to live, the more absurd it gets.
0: Um, Yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) we'll we'll get into (laughs) it.
1: Yes. So anyway, guys, we're going to go through this. We'll just share stories. This will not be like what me and Brian normally do. We go point by point, debunk. And this is us two bros hanging out. So I have two very good friends. Uh, I'm blessed with that guy. So I'm a a quality, not quantity kind of guy, mainly because not a lot of people want to be friends with me. (laughs) But, um... Mm -hmm you're making no 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 no, no. (laughs) but uh andrew's been probably i would consider him my best friend for about 10 years now yeah and brian is my other best friend who's been a a good friend of mine i mean like him when him and i met we became besties almost overnight and so now i'm blessed with two very close friends of mine that Mm i consider family i'd take a bullet for so um bible college gave me a couple of good things my wife Mm -hmm. and you
0: so, yeah, that's the thing about Bible college is that you will use your degree maybe a wee bit in the ministry and the churches that you're helping out in. But honestly, the, the best things that I got from Crown College were my wife, number one, and Will's somewhere on the list in the top twenty, but just you know it's 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 not the education you get, it's the adventures and the friends you make along the way, basically. Yeah, so you're gonna hear some that's, of those adventures today, right? That's basically Bible college, yeah.
1: Perfect. Um and guys, uh so just so you know, this is gonna be a lot more fun, mm. not more laid back. If I could, Andrew's work schedule and my work schedule and Andrew's yeah. are all and Brian's are all wacky. If I could I'd have Andrew as a third um as just, a third host.
0: Give me like a wee stool right here and I'll just like pop up in the middle every once in a while. <laughs>
1: With just some Irish just I know garbage. just some
0: like, you know, cheeky remarks here yes. and there.
1: Now for those of you who don't know, you were raised in Northern Ireland, correct?
0: Yes, yeah, I was. And then I was captured and brought over to the woods in Tennessee where I lived, and that's actually how I ended up in Crown, not too far away from where uh, my cabin was in the woods, which I did grow up in a cabin, so yeah. So I am a proud Appalachian American that don't need no man. So a proud <laughs> Appalachian
1: American and from the Emerald Isles themselves. So yep. in case people are going like, where's that accent? it's somewhere yeah. between Tennessee.
0: And, and Irish, Northern Ireland, yeah, horrible combination of the two. I mean, you're pretty very aggressive. Horrible.
1: <laughs> People talk about how Yankee. My accent is and how terrible. You
0: it is. is it is the worst. It is so bad. <laughs> it is so bad.
1: I uh, do not deny uh. it. So, all right, let's jump into this. So, Andrew, let's tell our war stories. You and I Shut served up. in war. I remember when we met. I, but I became mm. your commanding officer.
0: No, see, uh, let me let me just take a wee like rabbit trail real quick. So we really solidified our, we were friends, and then we really solidified our relationship because we were snowed in in Tennessee in our dorm. You remember um, when I was 19 and you were 21, you just came back to school, and we were told we were not allowed to leave our dorm, we're not allowed to go out do anything. They couldn't really bring any food to us, and so I'm 19 years old, scrawny and starving, ready to trudge six miles into time to go get provisions for us, as if I'm in like in some sort of apocalyptic movie. And Will's like, ah, no guys, I'm a Yankee, I'm from Michigan, I can drive through this So. And so I'm like, okay, if you think you can, go ahead. And sure enough, he just zipped up a hill, and I just looked at him as if he pulled off this amazing miracle, like he was the Apostle John. <laughs> I'm like, how did you not kill us in the middle of that? <laughs> You're like Moses. I know it was incredible. I loved it. Anyway, he's applying to different jobs. I'm like stealing all the snacks in the background, I'm scurrying no away. Yeah,
1: so many of you guys might not know, yeah. I work as a finance manager at a dealership. But one of the funniest things we are. is ten years is, later, I started there at a, as a dea- at a dealership yeah. as a porter. And I'm, but I'm applying for this job. I'm yeah. trying to talk and impress the manager. And there's you,
0: like this homeless little
1: hobbit. You've
0: got like this starving Irish immigrant with like they've got full size. But i Let's get out of here. I know, you're
1: going to the snack station. I'm Turn around, you have an armful and you give me like I'm a I'm like scurrying out of the door. <laughs> and I just
0: remember going,
1: oh my gosh, I'm not getting this job. <laughs> you know what took them two months before they hired me?
0: I cleaned them out. I took everything they had. But they still hired me, so. Yeah. <laughs> they forgot oh, about the gypsy eventually. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Uh, that's We're going to just
1: jump right into now the some of these fun rules. So, there are two there's an academic uh, handbook, which is a little boring. And the student handbook is a lot more spicy. So we're gonna hang out, I think, in the student handbook for a little while. Mm-hmm. So, first off, it starts right off the bat about talking about church attendance. Now you'll find as we tell stories in here, Crown College was wildly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Things that were not in the rule book were enforced, things that were in the r- rule book were not as enforced. And some of them were, some of them were, just really depended, and it usually depended on who you were and who you were connected to That's
0: exactly time. right. So, like, it depends on who your family was, and if you were a nobody like me and Will, well, then you you had to bear the full bronze of all the rules. Did I
1: tell you I'm a somebody, though, now?
0: Are you are you really?
1: I'm Voldemort at Brown <laughs>
0: College. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Yeah, somebody uh. called
1: me the other day was talking to me after they found the podcast, and mm-hmm. he said he mentioned my name. I've been listening to Will at the church split, and the person cut him <clears> off and said, <throat> gasp the gasp gasp. and he said uh, what is it oh yeah he's like you will do not say his name in this house and I'm like I am Voldemort I have arrived
0: did that like that person like push that guy up against the wall I'm like listen we don't talk about him we don't mention his name you never bring that up that is an unspoken name (laughs) (laughs) don't take Uh. Will's
1: name in vain but anyway I have a reputation and I must uphold it alright so guys uh church attendance i have the certain parts highlighted uh, i'm not going to read through the entire thing because honestly put you to sleep
0: do you do you mind if i read through the first rule just gonna kick us do off thing, a little man. bit so general information 1.1 church attendance so this is the very first rule in the student handbook it states all crying college students both dormitory and commuter students are required to attend the services of the temple baptist church this includes the following sunday school sunday morning service sunday evening service Wednesday evening service, special meetings, and organized soul winning. Okay, real quick off the bat, one thing I want to mention. What is the purpose of going to Bible college? What are we being trained to do?
1: To serve in ministry and to teach and...
0: Right, so to serve a ministry and to serve in the teach, there's somebody that I know at Crown College that literally got kicked out of Crown College because she was helping a smaller church in the Knoxville area as their church pianist because they didn't have one. And just because she wanted to help out a smaller church and use her training that she has been uh, harnessing and been working on for all these years to help out a smaller church, she wanted to bless them and be help to them to uh, a church, uh, a family of believers that didn't have as many people. And they kicked her out for it.
1: And isn't it funny how, and that, and that was yeah. exactly it. So they would rather harness their students for themselves yeah. instead of blessing. Because, I mean, how cool is it? If you have a college where you have a bunch of people on fire to serve. That's what I'm saying. It's like, man, yeah. let's weaponize these students. They We have a bunch of small churches in the area that are struggling, and let's yeah. be a blessing to them. And
0: so the students get experience, and then we're a blessing to our fellow sister uh, churches. But I'm just kind of setting the tone here. They kicked that we girl out just for being a pianist for a smaller church. That, that was their... That was her attitude towards that the, let's just set the tone there that was what we were working with as 18 19 year old young men going into yep. bible college and that's all what we were super, up against
1: and we're also i remember i went there because i was all sold out for christ right still am <laughs> <laughs> oh, clarification I wanted to make sure somebody doesn't edit that clip out of context <laughs> and use it against me um you know, but sold out. I was there. I was pumped. I was ready. I left Fairhaven because, like, they're crazy, but Crown College is the real <laughs> deal. And then I got there, and there was stuff like that right yeah. off the bat. I'm like, what?
0: Um, and so then, Fairhaven was crazy, so you decided to go to Crown College instead. Apparently. Our decision-making was not the best at this time. I,
1: was not, I did not have the discernment I am oh. equipped with today. But I've been equipped with this discernment today mm-hmm. because I went through the fire, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh, Then it says, every student is required to submit an activity report each Monday. Missing, so what's funny, so every Monday you'd have to fill out this activity report and submit it. Like, what did you do at your ministry? Uh, What did you attend? What did you learn? Um, Do you remember doing those?
0: I did. So so they started them my freshman year, okay, and you were there already. And so you did have to do that. Um, You did have to submit an activity report, but I I think after a while they kind of just let that slide. Crown College is very worried about being very adamant about the rules and giving you demerits to the point where you could get expelled but at some point, they just decided that they didn't want to do it anymore. So it was just, it was very wishy washy, very back and forth. And were,
1: yeah, it says the purpose of the activity report is to provide accountability for the student. On the activity report, students will indicate their church attendance and participation in a soul winning ministry during the preceding week. So what mm-hmm. this really came down to was just, and I remember every time I submitted this, it was a, such a bullcrap they got to make because it just felt so mundane and redundant like i did the things i was there you have it on record because we had to swipe our student card every time mm-hmm. we went to administer whatever way to swipe a uh, a handheld card thing to show our attendance and it just this it reinforced what uh drew talked about it on uh, one of our debut episodes my brother-in-law yeah uh about performance-based Christianity, and I felt like that's what the activity report was.
0: Real quick, if there's any Bible college students listening to this, there is a trick to get out of this, all right, let me just drop a little little uh, key for you here. If you don't sign in at the very beginning service, at the very beginning meeting, you will not be on the record, and that way they don't have any record of you ever being there at all, and that way you can come and go as you please. Just a little hint and Could trick there. The secret
1: out, though? We should have set that in a more subtle fashion.
0: They'll be fine. What if, if sexy right. listens to this? He doesn't listen to podcasts. He's not going to watch your podcast. Yeah, He's away. not that obsessed with you. Aww. You god-hater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't flub it up. You don't flub it up. Eh? Okay. Um, so then missing a church service or failing to go soul winning weekly will result in a minimum of 10 demerits per offense. So it's offensive, by the way. It's an offense. Mm-hmm. So if you don't go to church, you don't go soul winning, you don't go perform you will be punished. Uh, when a student fails to submit an activity report on Monday, he will submit a late report by the end of the week. Demerits will be issued if there is no activity. So, uh, kind of a, so we have a, Attend everything, and then we have a report. All of your uh, comings and goings. Which, by the way, their activity report—you could totally lie on if you wanted to. You could just oh, make yeah. crap up. Of course you can. I actually made up. I remember distinctly. Remember may, writing an entire story about a unicorn once and submitting it. Doesn't seem <laughs> <it's ever> read.
0: <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Uh, oh my word! Uh,
1: I don't remember what it was about. It was something about like General Green and a unicorn back in mm. the Revolutionary War period. And I don't remember, but it was pretty great. Uh, so mm. then uh, employment.
0: Uh, <laughs> I okay. got a story
1: on this one. So for employment, now keep in mind you have a bill that needs to be paid, right? Right? Andrew? Yeah, no,
0: it's it's all on your shoulders. You get no grants or any scholarships at all. Nothing really of any. I, I got a, like a tiny, like a little wee scholarship for being a pastor's son, but it really didn't amount it was to like much. A so. Scholarship. It, yeah, that's about it. So I mean, it, when the whole school bill is on your shoulders, you're like, thank you, but that's not a whole lot, you know.
1: Right. So. Uh, right here, so the employment regulations are to help the student maintain a Christ-honoring testimony at the place of employment. So all these rules are to make keep you a good employee. So, uh, students may not accept a job, wh- which requires them to work on a Sunday. Any exceptions must be approved in advanced by the administration. So you can't even work between services. Oh. Um, as a student, your time is already limited, so it would actually be great to maximize that time, but... Um, also, it's funny. I have found this to be interesting that a lot of places will forbid such work on Sundays when really, you know, you have places like hospitals and stuff that would need to function. So
0: yeah, anyway. That's yeah, my line of work right there. So uh,
1: this is funny because you got a job at Ruby Tuesdays. Uh, so you should <laughs> to talk about that. Student may not accept a job where alcoholic beverages are sold by the student.
0: And boy, did I sell them. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they um, so I just actually got hired there and they wanted me to quit as soon as I got hired. And I told Dr. Evans, "I mean, this is my this is my only job that I have. This is my only way to pay bills." And so I think he kind of relented and then I think he just basically forgot about it because they've got so much going on and then he and, him and his wife showed up to eat with there one day and I actually served them and they looked surprised I was there so it's kind of like that Spider-Man thing you're both like pointing at each other like what are you doing here? Well okay. Yeah because
1: the next rule literally says students cannot yeah. work at a restaurant where alcoholic beverages are served even. Mm-hmm. So there you are and it's funny because it, yeah. isn't that not wildly hypocritical that like oh but faculty can go to those places but a student cannot. Yeah. So they're all about, like, every like well, one of the things Sexton says is everything rises and falls on leadership. Isn't that mm-hmm. your testimony in leadership? But it's okay. So it's true for me, but not for thee. But,
0: but okay, the thing is, like, almost every single restaurant besides fast food and Cracker Barrel sells alcohol. So how are you going to avoid that? And why do you even need to avoid it in the first place? Like, it doesn't really make any sense. To, well, you know? that's
1: funny because, uh, well, well, I'll get into that here, uh, in, in, here in a minute. Because you must get all your employment approved. Actually, I'll just talk about it now. So um, so it says right here, also, students who are working in sales may not solicit members of Temple Baptist Church. And all I'm thinking of is so much for being a good employee.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, so uh, when I was there, you're supposed to get all of your um, employment approved. Yeah. And yeah. I got a job. You know this story um, all too well. Uh, me and Scotty and a few others were out shopping and oh, we walked into yeah. Hollister. Yeah. <laughs> and the manager was like, you looking for a job? I'm like, actually, I am because I just got to Tennessee. And uh, she's like, well, we're good for student hours. And, you know, there's a group interview tomorrow. And I was like, during this time, this time. So I showed up. I got the job on the spot. And so I was working at Hollister. And, you know, just doing that thing where you're hanging out in the front room that they have everyone do that. You're I'm folding clothes as the uh, bass is way too loud.
0: And now what, what 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 exactly were you thinking, deciding to work in a worldly place like that? Sure, I was a bartender, but how dare you go sell <laughs> khakis on the weekend? <laughs> oh, I sold
1: oh, khakis man. and flippy flops.
0: I was making people drinks, but wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I remember um, I was leaving the campus one day, and a guy who also got a job at Hollister at the same—I won't mention his name because. Oh. <laughs> Uh, He calls me, and he never calls me. He's a doormate of mine, but I was like, hey, what's up? And he goes, hey, uh, Dr. E wants us in his office right now. I was like, are you serious? I just left. He's like, yeah, he wants to talk to us right now. I was like, okay. And as I was walking in, I turn around, I'm walking, I'm thinking, like, I wonder if this has something to do with Hollister. I never turned in a work pass because I'm a grown man. Mm -hmm. And so you guys have to understand, up to this point, um, many of you guys know the uh, – Abusive background I had. Mm. Then on top of that, I had a job at a truck for a trucking company where I interacted with truck drivers all day. Um, you know, power washing and do. I was worked in the shop. I was, you know, I heard the nastiest things. And I worked that job all throughout mm. high school. Then after high school, I got a job as a tree cutter, cutting down trees upside down spiking into them with a chainsaw working with ex-cons half so the time
0: your vocabulary slowly got more spicy as time went on <laughs> <That's
1: basically it. laughs> I learned about things I never even knew about mm. uh, but so I mean I was raised and my dad raised me to be a man like you're going to be a man and you're going to work hard as a man and um, so I never when I, when I heard of work passes I was like a work pass I'm a man I'm mm-hmm. going to work I don't need your permission to work And so, for me, Mm. I was sitting there thinking, Hollister job, man, I'm in an air-conditioned building. This is the best job I've probably (laughs) ever had. (laughs) And so, he calls me. I'm walking there. I'm like, I wonder. And I'm at the very end of the hallway, and I hear Dr. E screaming at this guy.
0: You mean to tell me that Dr. Evans wasn't in control of his emotions that day? Apparently not. When does that never happen? Oh, my (laughs) god. (laughs) And
1: he's screaming. Mean, where's Mr. Hess? If you don't bring Mr. Hess here, if you tell, you call him right now and oh. tell him if he's not here. The next two minutes, he'll be Ted demerits for every minute he's late. And I'm at the end of the hallway, and you already know the screaming home I had. Uh, with all the verbal abuse. And I just remember something inside me like snapped. I was like, oh, so it's going to be like that.
0: Keep keep in mind, okay, this is a Christian college where they very much stress, be professional, have a sense of decorum. And when you have your own dean of man literally screaming about something that's basically a non-issue. Do you see where we're coming from here? Are we kind of setting a tone of what we had to go through? Yeah. Where there's just so much hypocrisy and arbit- arbitrary rules and everything else.
1: So then I walked in. And sat down, and he starts roasting us about where we work. And there's uh, this one lady that's there who's the head of student employment. And I simply asked the question because mm. uh, he was like, "This it's not an appropriate place to work. They support LGBT. Um, they are a liberal company. They sell immodest clothes." And I was like, "Okay, hold on." I was like, "Do we have students that work at Walmart?" And he's like, "Well, yes, we do." And I was like, ah, And he's like, "But I was like, no, no, hold on. They too play worldly music. They mm-hmm. sell worldly music. They also." Uh, sell immodest clothes, and they also support LGBT. And on top of that, they sell cigarettes, they sell alcohol, they sell movies that this place wouldn't approve of, and they sell condoms to minors.
0: It's an everything general store. I mean, how do you regulate that? Exactly.
1: And he's like, well, we just administer. And then he. And then when I said condoms to minors, by the way, her face was priceless. It was amazing because <laughs> you don't say condoms on Crown College campus. And we were going back and forth. I mean, we were arguing, mm-hmm. and, he was, and then he told me to quit on the spot and I was like, well, if we, according to your handbook here that we're reading through, if I quit, that's like 50 demerits without a two weeks notice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, that, you know, I was like, and that's to keep a good testimony. At least I need to put in my two weeks. And he's like, well, nope. If It is by the administration that if it's not an approved workplace, that that rule doesn't apply. I was like, so wait, we care. So I was like, so we, that was there to care about our testimonies, right? It's like, yeah. I'm like, so you, you only care about your testimony in areas that you approve of? Mm-hmm. and not all areas and then he's like don't dude say that Mr. Hess." that's not what we're... I'm like that's exactly what you're saying <laughs> So then I told him I had an interview at Express, the clothing company, which is a Metro store. It's even worse. Yes. (laughs) And uh, um, he was like, okay, that's approved. I'm like, what? So I I got a job there in in the next week. So that was that story. Isn't that absurd?
0: Yeah. And you, like, didn't you get, like, hit on by every single gender at Express?
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Old ladies, middle-aged ladies to every single man on planet Earth. Yeah,
0: that was an improvement. Here's the thing, though, about that. Like, how does that how does that bode well for you as your for your testimony if you just have to quit on the spot at Hollister? Your manager asks you why and basically saying, well, my college thinks that you're a horrible place to work for.
1: Actually, that's what I pretty much had to tell her. And she's like, I was raised Southern Baptist. So I totally understand.
0: I mean, well, I'm glad that she was understanding, but that's not a good testimony. That's not what we're supposed to be about as Christians. I yeah. mean, so, I don't know. It's that's... absurd.
1: So, um, and, and so, and then it's like, no wonder why people defect because you expect me to pay bills. You expect me, us to do these things, but then you would put every roadblock in our way but then it was so contradictory because like I can work at express we can work at Banana Republic but we can't work at Hollister. It just anyway I digress but um, so then guidelines for dormitory students dormitory student dormitory students who hold an off-campus job must have an approved work pass as mentioned before but notice the differences between men and women here. Men must have an approved work pass within 48 hours after they begin work. Ladies must obtain an approved work pass before beginning employment, period. Hmm. So men literally have a different timetable than women. Yeah. Isn't that not just the weirdest thing? Why?
0: I think, in my own opinion, I think they're trying to very much encourage the ladies to work at the campus, and not somewhere outside of campus, because they were trying to maybe... Have some control over the female population in a sense, where they didn't want them out there working in campus, working off campus, working in the world where something could happen. Well, they always
1: made it out like women were going to get like sexually assaulted and raped if they went off campus.
0: Yeah, they painted they painted basically everything outside the bubble of Crown College as like this Mad Max post apocalyptic world. Basically, <laughs> Mad
1: Max. <laughs> yeah, things are crazy out there. It's Knoxville, um, Tennessee. No, but you wonder why they, uh, the IFB controls so many people for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Uh, Dormitory students may not work third shift. That is just, why do you get to dictate what shift I get to work? Uh, Even Fairhaven let me work third shift if necessary. Uh, Dormitory students may not be employed at a hotel or a motel because apparently they're afraid you're going to be hooking up with hookers.
0: Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> that's, you know that's why. Because they don't want you um, like
1: hooking up well, at the hotel.
0: Okay, here's the thing. In in the IFB culture there is a, an extreme amount of paranoia that if you have any temptation, no matter how out there or extreme it might be, you're gonna fall that you're gonna fall into temptation and you're gonna be committing horrible sin if they even give you a slight chance of that happening. It's almost like they treat us a mix between dogs and children. Like you're a dog, you're not going to be able to control your desires, and you're like a child. You're irresponsible. You're not going to be able to be mature enough to handle this position or anything else like that. That's basically what it felt like, in a sense. You were never, in a sense, like what we've said before. You were given all of the responsibilities as an adult. So there's so many different things that we had to do with our college, even like things that we were volunteered to go help out at. But at the same time, we were given none of the privileges of an adult either. We had to be, we had nothing to work with at all.
1: Yep. Uh, And so they treated us like children. So then they got mad when we acted like a bunch of children. (laughs) That's when things people would just snap. I have some stories, man. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, maybe they'll come up as we go on. Also, remember, God, God, Christ shows no partiality, right? That's no. A big, that's a big uh, theme in the New Testament. God knows he shows no partiality. But notice the partiality between men and women in this part. Dormitory ladies may not work at a mall or a fast food restaurant. So you can't work at places that sell alcohol. You can't work at uh, um, places that are a mall or a hotel uh, or a restaurant. So the women couldn't work anywhere, basically. Like, where
0: are you supposed to go at that point? Like, if you're working your way through college, entry-level jobs, I mean, that's mostly it. I mean, where, where are you exactly. going to find work at that you're, point? You're not.
1: They want ladies to work on campus where they can overwork them and underpay them.
0: That, dude, that was very true. Mm-hmm. Was, mm-hmm. like, for anyone who worked at Crown College uh, employment on campus, I'm sorry, but you guys got paid horrible wages, well below minimum wage. You know that was true. It was, like, disgusting how oh, sure. low they paid those people.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely remember um, some of that. It was uh, mm. awful. That's all I can really say. I don't know. There was, I, I remember this one guy who was working 60 hours a week, and he uh, only $2,000 came off his uh, entire bill at the end of the year.
0: Uh, at the end of the semester,
1: like two grand. And that's yeah, so
0: it. you're making about $3 an hour to do a bunch of manual labor for the school. And they say they will say that they'll pay you minimum wage, which really isn't a whole lot to begin with anyway. And then they don't even do that. But they
1: don't give you cash either. It only goes off your bill.
0: So what do you need for basic necessities? I mean, where is that money supposed to come from? No, no. So,
1: but uh, they don't care. So. No. No. Um, so much for taking care of people, but dormitory ladies also may not accept a job that would require them to miss Wednesday evening services. Notice how the ladies can't miss Wednesdays?
0: Do you want to know why? Why? Because they need a slave army to work in the nursery to take care of all the screaming children. (laughs) All of the little goblins running around, running amok. That's Why?
1: (laughs) So the goblins yeah. that like people like me create.
0: Yes, yes. Actually, I, li- I like your kid. She doesn't like me, but I like she her. She hates you. I don't know why. My I don't my, know my why. child is racist against Asians. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's part
1: of that Korean superiority she has deep down in her blood.
0: Okay. <laughs> what does Korea make kios All right. <laughs> I I had a Kia in college, and it tried to kill me five times.
1: And unsuccessfully, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, dormitory men, by the way, may not work past curfew, which is 10:30 at night, unless they have obtained an approved work pass.
0: No, you you can get past that pretty easily. Okay. I I closed the bar at one o'clock in the morning many times.
1: <laughs> did you get a work pass for that?
0: I did, and then they denied it, and then I just kept on working there, working there, and then they just ignored it. So.
1: And again, back to Here the And how absurd that they get to like be like, no, no, we expect you to pay. I, I, I expect you to pay me, but also I'm going to make it very difficult for you to make money.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically, if you can just find a way to like fly under the radar and get ignored, that's, that's the best possible thing for you. You know what's
1: funny is actually I really did try to fly under the radar when I got there. Um, my sister and brother-in-law were no, they're actually the first students to get like the deaf ministry award when they graduated. But,
0: but did you though? I mean, may, you were kind of flamboyant. You were you are the peacock uh, of Crown College. Peacock. <laughs> you may be the J. Frank Norris of the RFP, but you are the peacock of Crown College, <laughs> I could see you for miles down the hallway and all your flamboyant turquoise, and colors. Turquoise, neon So green. many bright colors. I lost pieces of my vision just looking at you sometimes. It was awesome. They oh, my easy. goodness. But
1: what was funny... No, no, so... Okay, all right. You look okay. like
0: a Miami drug lord half the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... So I remember uh, my first week there, uh, no, my first two weeks. So Froyo's, a frozen yogurt place, was oh half <laughs> off Wednesday night. So after <laughs> Wednesday night service, me and my buddies went out there, and there were some girls that were at, were at uh, Crown students that were there. And I, coming from the background, I came from, like, public school and all that, I was like, hey, what's up? Oh, you know, how are you doing? So-and-so, so-and-so. Mm. I sat down. We talked to them for, like, five minutes. And then Dr., uh, no, not Dr., so Scott a uh, secretary pulled in
0: oh. and freaked
1: out and called security. So doctor, <laughs> yeah, called <it> se- <laughs> security. Someone called security. There are there are men and women. Um,
0: Co-ed, uh, frozen yogurt eating, <laughs> call the <laughs> somebody cops. <laughs> somebody
1: call the cops before they copulate and make children. Oh, uh, gross. And, and uh, so I got in trouble there, got pulled into the office, and ever since then I walked around with a big target on my back, and I was like, dude, I was just saying hi to people, but okay. Uh, we're not allowed to fellowship with the, the females at all.
0: How dare you? Oh, uh,
1: How dare you? How dare you? Uh, yeah, I am so sorry. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> um, That's if, uh, let's see um, a student may not loiter at a place of employment of another student define loitering if they work at McDonald's can I not eat at McDonald's
0: yeah I don't understand that because we went to Chick-fil-A all the time shout out to Robert Phelan he kept us fed with a bunch of free coupons all of the time he was amazing I love that that's guy he's watching this dude we love you <laughs>
1: and Scotty always hooked me up with great strawberry shakes
0: that's true that's true God bless Scott Mason
1: oh uh, yes so dating couples also who desire to work at the same location must receive permission from the administration
0: that's funny because me and Brittany never did that, and then somebody was about to rat us out, and then another person kind of stepped in for us, luckily. So, it's just a weird thing. Like I don't understand that. Why? Why is that such a big deal? Like you're at work working, you know. And that's another thing too. Like, that's it's gonna be a common thing that we're gonna see throughout this whole handbook as well. Is that if you if you find a girl or if you find a guy that you're interested in and that you're dating, they make it so difficult for you to actually date that person and get to know that person. There's you know.
1: You, you wonder why. Like pornography addictions, uh, sexual morality, even like homosexual behavior and stuff like that is prominent in the IFB behind the curtain. It's because you guys have literally closed off the one the healthy sexual outlet you're supposed to have. The like I'm pursuing the woman the right way. I'm gonna do Mm -hmm. this properly. It's like, you guys shut that down and make it so difficult that people become sexually frustrated and look in other directions because it's so dang difficult. Or just because they say hi to a woman, they're labeled a pervert.
0: Exactly. I mean, you you oppress your student population so much. Unfortunately, there's going to be some that lash out and act out in a very not-so-good way. And
1: everything rises and falls on leadership, as often said. So, mm, Mm. um, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Discipline. Oh, daddy. Did (laughs) (laughs) Did you just really say, oh, daddy?
0: I did, actually, yeah. Oh, gosh. You enjoyed it.
1: Um, So, discipline. Any faculty member or authorized staff member may determine a violation issue of demerits. So, like, anyone can just issue out naughty points, which... Mm -hmm. You've been a naughty
0: one. See, that's what always killed me. All right. So I went off to Crown when I was um, eighteen and at that point, you know, your parents told at least mine did, that, you know, you're an adult now, you have to make your own decisions, you have to bear those consequences. And for something as stupid as um, you didn't make your bed exactly right, as if we're in the Navy, you didn't make your bed exactly right. That's 10 naughty points for you, young man. I'm like, I'm an adult. I've got a class to go to. I've got to work to go out to after. What, what, what does this matter? I don't need to make my bed. Who cares? Bed. My bed. <laughs> I parked a little bit too close to the church that I was attending. Oh, that's oh whole, my word! Like, my yeah, word. That's that. a whole
1: thing. So, what is, so at Crown, students mm-hmm. are only uh, allowed to park in two places, And they're the furthest places from the building.
0: One was literally called the Pit. The Pit of Despair.
1: Yeah. It goes down this giant hill and everything. And Mm -hmm. that's where students were to park. If you park too close to the building... You were issued demerits.
0: No, I, I get that because Semple had uh, quite a few elderly Christians who went there. Very nice people. Very good people. And I, I get you don't want all the younger you students. Can you like
1: reserve parking for elderly or something? Though? You can. Like, but like again,
0: give us the benefit of the doubt. Trust us that we're not going to do that. And a lot of the times, the one time I did get demerits for uh, parking too close. Honest to God, I was far, far on the other end of the parking lot. And I still got demerits for it. I don't know why. Well, that
1: happened a lot of times. With people, yeah. like, I don't know why I got these. And that goes into the arbitrariness of the rules, and, yeah. how, and how weird the lines were. So it's really hard to navigate. Yeah. And the other frustrating part about that, though, was constantly as a student, you now remember you pay them. Like that church building would probably close if it was, or would not have nearly the budget it has. If it wasn't. That's very true. That's very true. And what they ended up doing was they mm. treated their students like second class citizens all the time.
0: All the you time, you parked
1: further away if there was a. Like uh, a big conference, they would make one big area really nice. They'd put like nice tablecloths out and then be like, students, you're over there in the deepest, darkest corner, the creepiest (laughs) part of the building. Eat there. And they'd even tell you to be silent, you know, pretty be pretty quiet, and if you can't stay yeah. long enough yeah. to make them look good ar- amongst the visitors, then you aren't welcome to show up for the lunch.
0: Now, remember the rules. You are not allowed to sit in the first three pews of the auditorium. You're also not allowed to sit in the last three pews of the auditorium. You have to be in the middle, and at any time, they can actually pick you up out of your seat and take you somewhere far off and just sit you down somewhere oh, else. they can do that. Yeah, they took a whole pew of us boys uh, my freshman year at the uh, Christmas um, uh, What's the word? Christmas message, sermon, big shebang that they had. And they sat us right down by the orchestra in front of all the bright lights. So we're just kind of like awkwardly, a whole like line of us guys just sitting there awkwardly off to the side because they wanted to make room for a larger family that was coming in.
1: As opposed to just, hey man, this is church. We're all equal here. Sit where you can.
0: The one time, the one time I got to church on time in my entire life (laughs) (laughs) and they made me go sit off in the corner somewhere. Teach you to show up on time. Um Every I time always,
1: I worked at the deaf ministry. That's people mm-hmm. can't hear not dead people. It's deaf, not death <laughs> Dude, people do that all the time. I'll say <laughs> deaf ministry, the people are like you work at the funeral?
0: Uh, um, it's a thing.
1: So uh but goodness. they never moved me because I was always in my little section. So yeah. a lot of those I- issues I didn't experience because mm. I worked in such a small ministry there. So yeah. I was able to kinda of get away with a little bit more. Yeah. Um so then the other thing is, so if it, you do get demerits, after two weeks, demerits are not subject to review or appeal, which this was actually really funny. I have a funny story here as well. Hey, uh, Andrew, were you there when my grandpa passed? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, That was a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was
1: a disaster. So my grandpa died, probably not saved, um we're sitting there it was like what I, I don't know it happened one night and so my mom called me let me know and i was like so i went in the next day and it was like hey dr evans uh, just so you're aware my grandfather passed last night we don't know if he knew christ um family's grieving right now and remember i'm in mean, well this is in tennessee i lived in michigan and i had a mm-hmm. car and that's all i had and i was like so um tomorrow i'm gonna have to leave and help prepare the family for the funeral uh, and all that, and I'll be back probably Monday. And he goes, he literally, instead of going, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, how's the family doing, like a normal human being would do. And now I'm not a highly emotional person, I wasn't even that attached to my grandpa, but I'm thinking, be there for the family, help set up, and one of the few young men in the family.
0: But he didn't know that. All he knew that you just lost your granddad. And then what does he say?
1: <laughs> and instead he, go, he smiles with a cheeky grin and goes, that's not how this works. And I go, what do you mean that's not how this works he goes when's the funeral and I said it's Friday yeah and he uh, well no I said, visitation's Friday funeral's on Saturday and today that day was Wednesday so I was going to leave Thursday because it's like a 12 hour drive and that's going to be back Monday
0: Okay, four or five days. Right. I mean, and you're not like asking for the moon. So I mean, tra-
1: Two of those days of traveling, yeah. and it's basically one day of rest because visit- Friday's visitation, Saturday's funeral, Sunday would be the day of rest because, again, you're not allowed to miss church.
0: Yeah, You're not going on holiday. You're going to your granddad's funeral <laughs> up in 12 hours away.
1: Yeah, and he literally says, well, I'll give you Friday to travel there, Saturday for the funeral, and Sunday to travel back. And I remember I was so pissed in that moment. I was just like, I just literally looked him dead in the eye. I said, I wasn't asking permission. I was telling you what was happening.
0: Um, grieving for the dead is against the handbook. And I thought you signed that. So you should know.
1: <laughs> so I remember oh, I literally man. left and I got 10 demerits for every class, every chapel, oh, every ministry, God. everything. I came back to 85 demerits. Um and yep. I remember every day I'd open up my uh, I'd open up my mailbox. They'd all pop out in paper. I would paperclip them, put a note, remove these from my record. Was at Grandpa's funeral. and I throw them under Doctor E's door, and this continued for about two weeks until they eventually stopped showing up in my
0: mailbox. Yeah, you. <laughs> that's the thing about Bible college. Their rules are so, and they're honestly stupid and they're very arbitrary. If you play it long enough, you can break their will slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's I was, saying, I, though. I had a reputation there on that. Um, and what's funny is that it takes 125 demerits, and the student will be dismissed from the college. Uh, but at 100 demerits, you'll be suspended uh, for four days. I had well over 100 demerits that semester, mm-hmm. and I never got suspended once. I was told I have a lot of demerits, so doc- Dr. E did make, make sure he mentioned that.
0: See, I, I kind of li- I got 75 demerits once, and I was suspended for two days. And my parents were never notified, but I took those two days to work more hours at work. So, hey, money. So, it worked out well for me. <laughs> and you didn't have
1: to deal with all the snobs at, at school. So.
0: No, I did not. I, I, can worked you out well. address
1: that, by the way? What about the character of half the kids at the school?
0: That's what I wanted to get into with this little section right here. I know so many students that went to Crown whose dads were famous pastors in, in that area. And they got away with murder all the time. Not literal murder, but they, they might have been able to at one point. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> It just kind of depended on who you were. If you were a nobody like you and me, then you, like I was saying, you bore the full brunt of all those demerits. If you were daddy's little boy from so-and-so pastor from so-and-so church, well, they might bend the rules for you a little bit. They might actually give you a bit of a pass here and there. So it was very, it depended on who you were and what the situation was.
1: Well, my resident assistant, my RA, was Mm -hmm. Scott Polly, like basically the vice president there, personal intern. And, uh,
0: Indentured servant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I remember, dude, that guy, I have story upon story of, of that guy just give me so much crap. I love that the,
0: little guy. I, and the way he so behaved funny. in the dorms
1: it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, I was just, yeah, and I just remember the entire time going, of course you could, and he would make sure he remind you that he comes from a rich family, literally would talk about how much money he, his family made, and then how much you were plebs, and how great he was for being uh, the personal intern of, like, the vice president, and how, how of a hotshot he was, and how he was going to mow you down all the time. Um, okay. He tried to punch me in the face once,
0: Yeah, so... which
1: I, in turn, said, let's do this thing, and then he walked away, and...
0: Oh, so da- Daddy's Money didn't really want any of the smoke? The nope. esteemed secretary of Scott Pauly? Yeah, right? isn't that funny? A few no, people know who funny. that is. It's so absurd. So, if the oh, level. Oh, man.
1: Um, so then, uh, let's see here. Um, oh, yeah, if an off campus student accumulates 50 demerits or a dormitory student accumulates 75 demerits, the following will apply that the student will not be allowed to participate on the auditorium platform or chapel or church services. So you can't sing or do other things. Like, oh, no. Um, then uh, if the level is reached because of a dating violation, the student may not communicate in any way with the other person involved. So they will literally excommunicado. <laughs> they will John Wick you to not be able to communicate with the, uh, with your date at all. Like, they will literally control your fellowship circle.
0: And how, how did that go for you there?
1: <laughs> oh, it didn't go well at all for no. them. I have stories. We're going to get into that. Okay, here. okay, dating okay. okay.
0: It'll, be, yeah.
1: it'll be fun. Um, all, let's see. when uh, All students on on campus and off campus are required to serve in a soul-winning ministry every week and are encouraged to serve in church ministry each week. Um,
0: Only at Temple. If you try to go help a smaller church, being their pianist, you will get kicked out. Also,
1: my question is, is when do you work? Like, I worked past all these things all the time. Luckily, they never noticed mm-hmm. um, half the time. Uh, but... I mean, when do I work if we're supposed to be at all these ministries all the time throughout the week and the evenings when I'm going to classes during the day?
0: So you are supposed to be in a perpetual state of exhaustion and being broke at the same time. Yeah. That That's is right. that is how we lived.
1: Proper ministry training while everyone, while that, actually pretty true. while that place has like a whole fountain in the middle and they're living extravagantly, but whatever. <laughs> But not the rest of the faculty. Actually, the rest of the faculty was paid very poorly, unless you're certain people. Yeah. But anyway.
0: Again. Uh, Favorites as One
1: of my other favorite things here married students will receive their soul winning and church ministry assignments from uh, the married students' ministry office. How is there a married student ministry office? Where I was, was
0: pre- that? I have no Where, idea. I've never saw that before. I don't yeah. know what
1: that is. But they will assign, if you're married, they assign you the ministry.
0: I serve the Soviet Union. <laughs> you, will wait for you, you will wait in line for your assignment, comrade. <laughs>
1: now let's talk about the dating rules, because this is where oh, all of us get super
0: my irritated. Goodness.
1: Every, every person who's ever left the IFB has all mm-hmm. been irritated by the way they treated dating. Because again, it's all hypersexualized, right? <laughs> it's all super-sexual in nature. They think that if you are alone, that the moment that you are alone, your guys' clothes are just falling off. That's just the way it works. Do
0: you mind if I read the first paragraph out of this whole thing?
1: please do the honors.
0: So it states that dating is defined as being with or talking to a member of the opposite sex other than a brief casual encounter. Uh, This includes sitting with a member of the opposite sex at a meal in chapel or in church. So, guys, in short, one-night stands are fine. And if you dare talk to a member of the opposite sex, then you're dating. So we have all unintentionally dated so many people. (laughs)
1: Dude, I was in the deaf ministry and I always made fun of this rule because in the deaf ministry, there were three dudes, three and a bunch of girls. So you're, I was working with girls all the time. And I'm like, yeah. so I'm talking to all of you sitting with you in church. Am I dating like 16 girls right now? Because it's so I got some mad game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Unbelievable. Um, let's see. Uh, there's so many. I mean, their whole date, their dating list is probably the longest thing on this stupid thing.
0: It's amazing. I um, love it.
1: There will be no physical contact between members of the opposite sex. This says nothing about the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, uh. there's no between. And that actually is an issue I have. So, at one Bible college, not this one, but it had the same rule at Fairhaven, one um, of my who was a girl. Um, Good friend of mine actually uh, watched her dog for like six months while she was in service.
0: Uh, but she, oh, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 she's amazing. Uh, she's, she's great. So much fun. Yeah, and
1: her mom died while we were at Bible College. Mm.
0: And, I, I they, and
1: I mentioned, I was like, oh my gosh, her mom had passed. Is she okay? that are like, well, she's really broken up. It's like, oh my goodness, can I give her a hug at least? And they're like, you can't touch the opposite sex. I gave her a hug anyway. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, but it's just like, again, you're not allowed to like. Even in a moment where their mother passed, I'm not allowed to hug them in comfort and just say, hey, you know, it's okay. We love you. We're here for you.
0: But what? Wasn't, wasn't that the reason why the Baptist side hug was invented so it wasn't anything that could be misconstrued in any way?
1: The Baptist <laughs> side hug. I'm yeah. not touching anything but your shoulder. But the shoulder. But the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, by the way, feel free to interject at any time in your rules. I have my favorite ones highlighted.
0: Right. Right. Um,
1: Young men may call for... Th- <laughs> this is such a funny word. This is
0: this. 1950s language.
1: Young men may call for their dates 30 minutes before church services begin. <laughs> yeah. uh, date, uh,
0: I beckon you, I summon you. No, 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 that's not true because we weren't allowed to ever go to their dorms. Yeah. Yeah, so back in the old country, when you meant, so when you, back home in Ireland, when you said you are going to go call on your friends, that meant, because we all lived in row houses, that meant you were going to go run over to your friend's house, knock on the door, and see if they wanted to go out and play football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. We were never allowed to go anywhere near the girls' dorms. Basically, there was this thing called the third lamppost. If you dared even walk one foot past that third lamppost, a sniper was trained and ready with his sights on you to take you out at a moment's notice,
1: right between the eyes of the 50 caliber bullet, no mercy. So yeah, there's this big driveway that led down to the women's dorms, and there's light posts that went. Right. Out. The third one was the forbidden one.
0: Should probably explain that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's what you know, so we could was. not pass
1: that third light post. We were, we call it like the forbidden land, or you the would fo- get shot call it on the sight. I called him a few times. <laughs>
0: Oof, it's a dangerous place. Um, no f- man's land if you go past. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, also, there are no dating privileges for soul winning bus visitation or other church ministries. See,
0: this is something I wanted to like kind of hark on for a little bit there. Okay, so you are at Crown College. You're trying to find somebody of a like mind, of a like faith that you can pledge yourself to and live with for the rest of your life as a married couple. Is there not a better way to, is there no better way to actually learn how somebody is and how to interact with them and know their personality by serving the Lord together? What What is so wrong about that? What is so... Uh, why is that not allowed? Because isn't that a really a beautiful thing that both you and your spouse were before you're married? You're able to serve the Lord together and get to actually get to know each other's personalities. You know, and whenever you actually see somebody working in ministry, that's a very good way to kind of indicate what that type of person was, what that type of person is. And if you can't do that, well, that's a very great handicap placed upon you, and I don't feel like that's really necessary. Well,
1: that was kind of my beef in general because they always required three people to be together. Like if you were dating, a third person had to be able to be in sight and in hearing of your conversation, yeah. and it prevented people from getting to know their spouses. I know so many people whose marriages completely failed after college because
0: it's just awkward. You can't yeah, they always don't have know somebody. Their spouse there. When they marry
1: them. They know what they, their spouse in public places, and that's it. Yeah. Um. Also, couples are not to be together without prior administrative approval on Saturdays before one thirty, And that's so weird. Like, wh- why?
0: <laughs> that is fair. I do like the sleeping on all, sleeping all the weekends if I can. Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> let the man sleep. Let me sleep, woman. <laughs> oh, and dude. you already
1: know which one I highlighted uh, and underlined multiple times coming up.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll let you take point on that.
1: Interracial dating must be approved in writing and verbally by both of... by. The parents of both students, and all I can say is, screw you guys and your racist BS. I have no other words for it.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like they're like trying to get both parents. I'm like, are you sure? Are you sure? You, your daughter. you sure you want your daughter to be dating that guy? Are you sure you want your, your son to be dating that girl? Like, are you sure you want that's so that's what you want?
1: Are you sure you want? Th- and I remember so when me and Callie were dating because we got in trouble for dating because we started dating off campus and we stopped caring. I just uh, we passed the point of caring. Yeah, and. Uh, they even told us when we got in trouble and many people have heard that story on the podcast and other podcasts um, where they were, where they, because we were dating off campus, they literally called her dad and told her dad that we can no longer guarantee your daughter's purity. She's dating the bad guy.
0: That's so college. creepy. And it's so that's creepy. That's so creepy. <laughs> like, when did you become the guardian of oh, virginity? Oh, my just, word. Ugh. That's like, not yours to guarantee in the first so place. That's so gross. And that's such a horrible thing to say, and that's a horrible assumption to make about you as uh, as well. Thank you, Andrew. Well, I mean, they were probably, you know, justified. Wow. You know, and. <laughs> I'm right. joking. So true colors <laughs> I'm joking. Will's a nice guy. Kind of, but anyway, but that's that's just another place to do that. But and when, this whole thing is just but so, a might, mess. I mean,
1: the whole idea that you are actually catering to racism is disgusting. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, here's one thing about this too. Uh, eventually, somebody said, I, I think at some point, um, like one of the very last years that I was going there, I, I think at some point they actually may have removed this rule or altered it. And That's so, why I
1: specifically asked that if somebody had a copy of this that they yeah, had
0: Yeah, and, and so somebody was. I mean, I was talking about this rule with a friend of mine who was asking, "Well, why are you bringing it up?" And like, Why would you bring up that rule?" I mean, they since removed it like five minutes ago, <laughs> and I'm like thinking, "Well, why was it ever there in the first place?" Well, we're, we're Christians, right? We're all made in the image of God. We all believe this. Why is this an issue at all? Why is point this a factor?
1: Is that the gospel transcends simple social constructs like? race race, and cultures and things along that nature preferences mm-hmm. and we have that answer and we are created in the image of God and yet you guys just yeah. right past it and create more of that dogma and I was so, told by, I was told that me and Callie when we got in trouble we're not even supposed to be together because they're referring to the race So my, my wife is Korean obviously
0: my question is if we're supposed to be Christians and in the world but separate from the world then why are you being influenced by the culture and not just like any culture but Jim Crow Law's culture why would you let yourself get to that?
1: Great question. Uh, one that they will cease to never answer. Nope. Right, they will never answer. They'll cease to never. That was a double negative. I apologize. No. Uh, bad grammar is bad. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh-huh. Dating couples may not stay in the same home overnight. This rule is in effect throughout the semester, including fall break and spring break. So... My question is: Is so like actually, uh, my that this happened. Yeah. This did happen. People would travel, to see the family of their.
0: I got engaged this way. <laughs> I didn't even know this rule existed. <laughs> like, yeah. if the
1: family's okay with it, I mean, do they really think that everyone's gonna just like start getting frisky on the on the couch in the middle of your parents' living room? No. The fact that they no. Were- walk in at any
0: time, like, what? Me, me and Brittany had a wonderful autumn, whatever you want to call it, fall break where we got engaged, and it was a wonderful time, and if we had followed this rule, then we wouldn't have been able to have that memory of us getting engaged this way, which I'm so glad I kind of forgot to read half the rule book, so... Dress
1: code! Dress
0: code good. is fun.
1: So, students are to abide by dress code at all times while enrolled, wearing inappropriate apparel is a demerit offense. So... This is. They, remember, they consider this inappropriate, uncalled for, unconstitutional, mm-hmm. heresy. <laughs> heresy, paid for uh, by blood.
0: All right. Um, t- take us through these, because I've got a point that I want to make at the end of this little page right here. So
1: let's talk about. So here's here's what the ladies' dress code was. You just want me to read through these?
0: Just uh, yeah. Just make a summary about there.
1: Okay. So church dress. Women must wear this at church. A nice dress or uh, or coordinate top. At, and skirt appropriate for church services no denim dress shoes and hosiery that's so weird like how great 1930s <laughs> of you church dress is required oh, for all church services and special meetings class dress is what you can wear in glasses and appropriate dress or coordinate top and skirt no denim shoes no sneakers and hosiery class dress is required for registration on all class days through lunch Basically, there's no difference between those two. Casual dress, appropriate skirt and top, including denim skirts and dresses, but they can't be faded. Uh, (laughs) Casual (laughs) shoes, no flip-flops. Hosiery is not required. Uh, Casual apparel may not be worn in the college building until after normal class hours and on days where classes are in session.
0: And recreational dress includes approved culottes. Uh, Quick question. Do they still make culottes? And where would you even find them in the first place? I believe
1: they actually, uh, kulas have become more in vogue. But really? They, but they, none of them would be considered appropriate because they show the kneecap. And you know. What? Yeah, if you see the kneecap what? doing game over, I oh, can't control myself in front of kneecaps. my word. I
0: Hide them kneecaps. Woman
1: shows her kneecaps and I pounce. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: going to say, well, you know, usually that would affect me because back home in Northern Ireland, very few people have their kneecaps left. So seeing oh. one for real. <laughs> 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 seeing a real one alive person, that's, that's an amazing thing. So. Oh. Here's, here's the point I wanted to make at the end of this. So, ladies, some of you who went to Bible college, you know all too well that some of your RAs were completely ruthless and the spiritual authority that they had over you. Lord, and Lord. really, a lot of that, exactly, a lot of that just kind of boiled down to jealousy. I heard so many different stories where all the, a lot of different ladies would get dressed in the morning. And you know how ladies dress, all right? And they're not like slobs, like men, where they, we just pick out a shirt and a tie and a pair of trousers and we're out the door because we've got to be at Old Testament Survey in five minutes, you know? It's not like that. <laughs> I literally
1: tied my tie while driving. Exactly. <laughs>
0: a lot of women will painstakingly try to decide between three or four different outfits. They actually find one that they want to wear that they were actually re- like, that they want to wear that day, that they like, and then out of nowhere, arbitrarily, their RA may say, no, that doesn't look appropriate to me. Take, you know, wear something else. Could you imagine the frustration a lot of the ladies have to go through going to these different Bible colleges where they find a cute outfit, they're really excited and happy to wear it, and for no reason at all, it's deemed inappropriate, and they have to find something else. I heard of
1: some of the girls even getting told that their makeup itself was seductive. I
0: mean, (laughs) I always make up
1: seductive. (laughs) Uh, But then, on top of that, like, no, I I really feel bad for girls because it was really bad, and I noticed this. If a girl had a, a better figure, like a very strong, let's say, hourglass, is that a fair way to put it? She was curvy yeah. in the right ways or busty at all.
0: Yeah, that she was, was like,
1: voluptuous in any way. They got in trouble they all the time. They got in the trouble time, all the time. For like no if, reason. If she was more attractive, she was told all the time she was dressed inappropriately. Just exactly. because... And what it was, was everyone, because she was more attractive, everyone was more conscientious of her attraction, and then they made her suffer for her it, attraction. Again,
0: this is what I'm saying. A lot of the times, I guarantee you, we're just boiled down to jealousy. That's all it was.
1: It, yeah, it was jealousy or lust. If it was from a dude, it was because he couldn't control his own eyes mm. and he was creepy. And yeah. with the girls, it was just, uh, well, I don't like that she looks better than me.
0: <laughs> That's sadly it. That was sadly so, it. So,
1: it was so, I mean, and if people can say I'm a all day long, but trust me, you live there, no, live there I mean, for a few years, and you definitely will see it in the first month
0: yeah it, it definitely it, happened and we're not making that up I've heard that from numerous numerous ladies who went to Bible it, college
1: the, the, the testimony is overwhelming at this point yeah um, also ladies general appearance all ladies apparel must be modest in appearance and students are never to have a sloppy <laughs> appearance <laughs> lol okay, okay. <laughs> that's all I can say they're like no nah, I can't be sloppy I'm a student I can't have a bad day um, also jewelry makeup nail polish and hairstyles may not be excessive gaudy faddish or unnatural in color or appearance. What does that even mean? That is so like vague that it seems like if they just don't like what you wear, they can just kind of nail you for it.
0: This is classic crown micromanaging where they don't trust you to actually behave yourself and to dress appropriately, which 99.9% of the ladies at crown would if just given the freedom to do so. And Maybe you would have an outlier there anyway. But let me tell you something. When they, when they say sloppy, how many times did you see a guy dressed sloppy at Crom? Sure, they're wearing a shirt and tie and everything else, but their hair was unkempt. Their shirt wasn't oh, tucked in all the way. Half the time. Yeah, the whole Never thing is a shirt. you can't force somebody to be neat in an appearance. You can maybe enforce a dress code, maybe. But here's the thing: is sloppy is about not having a sloppy appearance. Is about really the uh, your heart and how you want to appear and how you want to make yourself be seen. And sometimes you just can't help people. Some people they just don't care, and that's just how they're going to be.
1: Yep, and then also students are not allowed to get tattoos. What? Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, Center. <laughs> Actually, I went with a student to get their tattoos. Oh, did you do? Know? It's like my second year, yeah. No, uh,
0: I did not my know that. year, I,
1: I was so so. It was funny after my first year. I literally my first year. I was like, I'm doing this thing. I'm gonna. I think these rules are dumb, but I'm gonna do it. And no matter no. what I did, I sneezed wrong. I was in trouble. I walked the wrong way. Got in trouble. I mean, I was always in trouble. So I finally got to the point where mm. I was like. Screw it! I'm in trouble no matter what I do. I may as well have fun. So, probably maybe not the most mature attitude to have, but I it's mean, just, you do break people.
0: Well, that's that's kind of the idea that they they bring you to. Like a lot of people have this idea of me that I had this like reputation at College for, you know, essentially being a bad egg, and I really don't know what I did wrong, honestly. Okay, I did a few things. We'll get to that a little bit <laughs> later on, but you know, the punishment didn't really meet the crime. Exactly. You know?
1: um, also. Uh, this is the part of the handbook that I like to call, uh, how, how can I say I'm a pervert without saying I'm a pervert? Um, so ladies dress skirts and culottes. Hemlines and slits are other openings may not come higher than the bottom of the knee. Altered slits must be sewn, not pinned. Skirts and dresses must have a a hem. No frayed hemlines. Denim skirts may be worn when casual dress is permitted. Faded denim is not allowed. Um, Formal dresses must be individually approved by the administration. Spaghetti strap dresses may not be worn. Dress clothing is to be worn for all church services and special meetings. The skirt or dress having a zipper in the front is considered too casual. You guys get the idea.
0: It's it, a lot. It's a lot. It's There's a lot. lot in here.
1: Um, but it's just basically... Oh, yeah, the neckline should be no longer than, uh, no lower than three uh, fingers width
0: below which, the which way? hollow of the neck. I'm going to do it right. Hang uh, on. I, I don't know. I this don't way? Know. Dying it's, the ways or up the ways? I haven't inspected
1: my cleavage in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> the tops must um, to be um, long enough for that mid... The, and that the midriff is never exposed. So if they ever have to reach up, if they ever reach above their heads, I guess if they're midriff exposed, they're a bunch of how do you say it back home in modest
0: legs are a slave, so you are <laughs> i didn't actually know what a midriff was until you explained that so that means your stomach yep oh okay what's it's, what well it's just, that's it's what just your stomach
1: that, that entire section is how can i say i'm a pervert without saying i'm
0: a pervert it, i would have never thought about 99 percent of the things they had on there like i understand dressing modestly and all that but for dear sake like calm dog <laughs> like
1: i'm not staring down every person's shirt that bends down for
0: sake people
1: um also, uh, all dresses, skirts, culottes, and tops must be loose fitting, having a minimum of three inches of ease at the bust and hips. Who measures three inches? like how do Where you- are
0: you shopping that you're gonna find these magical measurements? I uh, see uh, if uh, I am so frustrated reading this, I'm not even a woman. If I was a woman, I would just like wrap myself in a potato sack and just go to class. <laughs> No, unfortunately, I mean, I feel like I'd be attracted to that. Being Irish, and we all ran out of potatoes. I've been trying to find some sense. <laughs> 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 uh, it's a joke. But anyway, I, I, I feel so bad for the women, for the amount of scrutiny and the amount of insane rules that they had to go through just for an outfit. Just for their clothes. I mean, good that's agree. absolutely insane. They have a mo-
1: miscellaneous section. Things like backless oh, geez, shoes. It continues.
0: May, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: backless <laughs> shoes may not. I mean, There's like three pages of those. Backless shoes may not be worn during church services. Ladies are not permitted to have jeans, slacks, ga- gauchos, sweatpants, spandex, or shorts. Students are not to have these items of clothing with them while at Crown College, nor wear them while traveling to and from the college. In the dormitories, ladies must be fully dressed or wearing a robe when outside their rooms. Um, garments. Having the appearance of lingerie may not be worn as outerwear. Like, LOL, what? Who
0: does that? We're all broke in college. Who can afford that? Who's going to wear also, that?
1: like, what do you mean by looks like lingerie? Does it mean that it has some frill to it? Like, a little bit of a silky silky look? I don't even understand what this stuff is. Means, uh, I don't like.
0: understand it.
1: Um, men's dress code. This was what you and I lived on. There up. we go. All righty um uh, ladies enough about you it's about us
0: yeah. uh, <laughs> um men's
1: dress code Do you want to take us uh, want,
0: go ahead absolutely so it's going to be a lot of the same thing over but for church dress it's a shirt and tie with a suit coat or a sport coat dress slacks, dress socks and dress shoes church dress is required for all church services and special meetings now it's kind of the same thing for class dress except you don't have to wear a jacket yep. you can have maybe um a different Well, no, you're not even allowed to have casual shoes, my bad.
1: Nope, nope. Uh, no, literally (laughs) the only difference between class dress and church dress is you don't have to wear a jacket.
0: Casual slacks, okay, no jeans or cargo pants. I kind of want to hark on this a little bit later. It was so ironic that we went to college in an old, abandoned Levi's factory, and we were no longer allowed to leave where Levi's, man. It's so <laughs> insane. And, you know, I, I asked my parents about I this, because my uh, my mom and dad went to uh, Tennessee Temple, which is basically what Cron College is modeled after, you know, from Clarence Sexton, uh, learning from Dr. Lee Robertson. And here's I I asked them about all these rules and my parents just kind of gave me this a funny look like oh that's weird we were we were allowed to wear jeans after class because a lot of us had to go to work or we just wanted to be comfortable. W- what is so wrong about jeans? I I have an idea of what this could lead to, but there's just so many different weird rules that didn't really make sense. There were some forbidden fabrics like you weren't allowed to wear jeans, and you weren't allowed, allowed to wear anything was, that was cargo. I was told one
1: of my jeans had too much fade on them, and I was like, yeah, that's oh, gonna, gonna be the gonna, next one. Are you gonna buy me new jeans? And they're like, well, no, you just got to. do I'm like, well, if, uh, if you're not going to buy me new jeans, and these are the jeans I possessed right. before I came here, I'm going to wear the jeans I bought.
0: Here's what I want: if broke. I am not allowed to wear the jeans that I already have, please buy me those classic dad Walmart jeans with the New Balance white trainers, with the white white shoes. Yes, and they give have us that, that, that uniform. Loop on
1: the side of the jean where you hold If like that's you what
0: you want, then please uh, supply me with the uniform Pro- that I have to wear.
1: Provide me with the dad uniform.
0: Give me that dad uniform. I will wear it. <laughs>
1: um, je- oh, and I so I'm going to skip ahead. There's like recreational dress and it's all similar. Same stuff. thing. Um, like yes, there is very nitpicky uh, men's general appearance. Uh, one of the things is men's haircut must be in a traditional style. <laughs> Freudian slip, by the way, they're all about tradition, not about a uh, biblical. Ooh. No. Um, faddish haircuts or hairstyles are not permitted. And I just want to know if, if the hardcore comb over became back into fad, would they get rid of it?
0: Here's the thing too. They say traditional haircuts. Um, Scott Mason, we already mentioned him on this podcast. He actually got a haircut very similar to mine where it's very uh, short on the sides. This is an old World War II 1950s military styled in a way haircut. He literally got in trouble for having a number one on his sides because they said they don't want you to whitewall the sides of your hair, which whatever that means. Dr. Evans literally took time out of his busy schedule to make a rule that you can't cut your hair this short on the sides.
1: White, well, they call it white wall because you're white underneath, so it looks like a white wall, like, like on the that side That is... Of the own, okay, but... But I guess if you're Hispanic or anything else, you get away with it. I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not white wall. Didn't
0: see that place. one coming. But there's nothing wrong about that. And in, and in fact, it is a traditional haircut. It's just not a traditional haircut that they like. It's basically... It's not about tradition or biblicism. It's about what they like and what they don't like.
1: Also, if you don't get your hair... If your haircut... Like, if, like, actually, mine would be out of it right now because it's too long on top, and I'm uh, getting close to touching it here. I'm. I'm, I, close. Would I'm close. I would give you demerits. I would give you demerits. If you don't, if you get in trouble for it, uh, they will. That you have to get approved through the dean of men before you can attend class the next day. Yeah. Also, all male students are required. This, dro- this killed me. This was literally mm-hmm. the hardest I think rule for me. Um, all male students are required to shave every morning. Facial hair is not allowed allowed unless it has been worn for the previous five years. Why five years? That's so so weird. Um, But we had to shave every day, like literally every day. If I did not shave and I had a 5 o'clock shadow, I'd get in trouble, which I did multiple times.
0: Yeah, it happens to me all the time. This is why I work so much. I never wanted to be on campus around dinner time because I literally shaved last night and you can see how it's already come back in. It grows back in 20 minutes.
1: Because we're men. So I have a couple issues with this whole thing. Like the IFP is obsessed with clean shavenness. First off, it drove me nuts because I actually, my skin is very Sensitive on with yeah. razors, and
0: I, I have a whole story where this comes from. But go go right
1: ahead. Oh, okay, well, you, I want to I want to hear your story here in a minute. But I mean, my uh, my underneck was always filled with, like r- was always like red, angry, ticked off. Uh, my yep. my neck would hurt um, from from that. Uh, so would like this part of my chin. I have since always had a beard because of that. Uh, I've used every single lotion. I've used the fanciest of razors, and none mm. of it, none of it has worked. So. Um, they would require us. And remember, he would keep like a, a cheap two blade in his, in, right. his uh, in his uh, drawer. And if you got caught that way, he would be like, go in the bathroom, shave right now. So you would have to like torture your face. Yeah. Um, and also, does this not fly in the face? And I, I literally do feel this way about this. Mm. I think this feels flies right in the face of God's design for men.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: we are designed to have beards and facial hair. That no, we, we
0: absolutely are. That's yeah.
1: Jesus had a beard. Moses had a beard. Deal with it so you should be in, and what's funny is that these places oftentimes mm. hate like what they call effeminate men they mm. always beat down effeminate men yeah meanwhile uh facial hair is sign of masculinity and yeah. testosterone so that should be encouraged if nothing else
0: so when i looked into the history of this why this happened when you think about the the older preachers of way back in the in the 1800s in the 19th century Charles Spurgeon comes to mind. I mean, that man lived life. He had a glorious beard. He smoked cigars. He drank whiskey. He had great coffee. Bless God. Spoke, uh, you know, preached amazing sermons. When did beards basically come out of style? Do you know when that was?
1: I think after the war.
0: Right. In World War One, we got a lot more devious on how we killed each other. We invented tanks, aeroplanes, barbed wire, machine guns, and gas gas killed a lot of guys. It's actually what maimed Adolf Hitler, and that's why he actually had that little mustache right there, because that's all you could fit in your mask. Um, I work as a part-time firefighter. I had to shave my beard because in order to get your gas mask on and to seal that fit over there, you can't have any facial hair around there. It doesn't come from a biblical perspective. It comes from a cultural one, where after the war, there is this military style of dress and grooming, and so a lot of guys lost their beards because they wanted to signify that they were in the war, that they were in the military and that they were not somebody who ran away from it it was kind of like a sign of respect that you shaved off any facial of your hair you had because you were ready to don your, da- your gas mask if need be that's all that comes from it doesn't come from the bible it doesn't come from anything morally superior it's because you didn't want to get gassed in that's fact, all that Torah, was
1: it told you not to shave the exactly because it was a sign of masculinity
0: so it comes from a horrible reason it comes from we were horrible to each other in the beginning of the 20th century and we are inventing new ways to kill each other yep that's all that that's all that comes from
1: and you yeah. and i think it goes into the ifb's idea of that it's like if you notice this is very militaristic it the way is they have absolutely it. and it just goes it's reminiscent of that time period mm-hmm. all the ifb is and a lot of these places are reminiscent of said, said time periods also, although I have will say this, there wasn't like four pages of men's dress codes and women's.
0: <laughs> we got um, a lot another less. One,
1: when attending ball games as spectators, men must wear casual, not recreational dress. Like, I get to go to a ball game <laughs> casually dressed. What the crap? Um, men must wear belts.
0: That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no, no, that arbitrary standard's fair. Um fair. Also, in the dormitories, men must be dressed and wearing robes
0: nah. <laughs> outside
1: their rooms. So, <laughs>
0: at Crown College, there is an unspoken tradition where a lot of young men would terrorize and discipline, in a sense, their fellow roommates completely stark naked.
1: Why would you say discipline?
0: Because they needed to have a healthy fear of who was on top. <laughs> See, basically, living at the dorms in Crown College had basically determined who was going to be o- o- able to handle prison and who wouldn't be good at very, very well at handling prison. So many times. I would, come, I would come running out of the shower. I remember one time, Bobby uh, Bobby Boston, happy birthday, by the way. But, mate, many times I would come running after you, completely stark naked in the dark at 1 o'clock in the morning, making pig noises, chasing after you. And that was the only time you were ever able to outrun me because I had you scared running for your life. So there I was, stark naked, running around at 1 o'clock in the morning, chasing people, making pig noises, and he never stood a chance. You
1: know, there was one time... That is that was horrifying, by the way. You loved
0: it, but anyway,
1: <laughs> um, there was one time uh, my RA was really, you know, he was. I already mentioned that fact that he was a real jerk. And uh, one guy, yeah. he could play guitar in my dorm, and he pulls out his guitar, he's like, just playing it, and he literally has a wig on and a and a top hat, looking like Slash, and he's like on his knees, like shredding his acoustic guitar, and. Mm-hmm. My RA comes in and he like smacks the, the hat off and he starts yelling at him while he's wearing worldly mu- uh, playing worldly music and all this. Yeah. And he's just like staring at my RA dead in the eye. And then he takes off. He just drops his drawers completely naked, rips off his shirt, standing butt naked in the, uh, uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of the living room. Run and then he swings open the, the sliding room door, runs and jumps into the pool that was attached to the dorm that we weren't allowed to swim in. But there was a pool there that <laughs> they treated. That. But he jumps
0: in there, uh. and
1: I just remember the horrified look on my on the crazy guy's uh, face, and I was just, I was doing my studies, and I'm just sitting there minding my own business on the couch, like, what just happened? But he was so, the RA was so mad, because he couldn't control him, because what are you going to do? Mm. Grab the naked man? <laughs> no, you're not. It was just the funniest power move I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's he's rough. using his RA power to overcome him, and he's like, yeah, but what are you going to do to me if i make
0: it it's hard to find a naked man and I learned that skill very early on <laughs> absolutely
1: <laughs> and so whatever it's all to just, just take just drop the drawers
0: mm-hmm. um Goodness, that's terrible. That's funny, though. Um, all <laughs>
1: students must... Uh, vehicles. All students must carefully follow the parking regulations designated by the administration. We already covered that. Um, all right. So there's Crown Security. Crown, uh, they had little security police cars. that did boo all around the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them were entirely, entirely, entirely and completely jerks.
0: But... Well, here's the thing. OK, so when I went a little bit later on after you, we actually hired some great guys that I even went to class with, and I actually kind of made friends with a lot of them there. A lot of the guys who I went to school with there, who were working security, were in the military, and they are very familiar with the stupid rules. So if you are working, if you are going to a Christian college, just make friends with security. They will give you a free pass anytime that you need one. Just make friends with the security. And hopefully they'll just help you bypass a lot of those rules there.
1: Um, yeah, uh, I, got, I got harassed by security there too. But that was with a different guy. Um, it sounded like things got better for you as it went on. But I have a mm-hmm. bunch of miscellaneous rules that I think are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. All students have the responsibility to encourage others to respect and obey the rules. Students who encourage others to criticism or improper conduct will be subject to discipline. Mm. So if you debate said rules or you you have issue with some of the rules, that was an issue. Also, one of the other things that they did is that they would encourage uh, students to turn each other in.
0: Mm. Excuse me. So what what does that remind you of? What, What country or political party does that remind you of? Nazis. Well, Nazis, but that's also very, very common in North Korea where they're required to ride each other up even in different communist parties around the world, where basically you are not allowed to criticize the party. Same thing with Crown; You are not allowed to criticize the college in any way. And here's the thing. A lot of us did, because there's so many different stupid things that it's completely impossible to regulate people's attitudes towards you whenever you put them under so many different harsh rules and regulations. And that's the thing. Whenever you uh, decide that they can't criticize you or that you can't... Uh, uh, have anything negative to say, then that kind of just shuts down any free discussion, and it kind of just forces a, a whole group of uh, students just to kind of toe the line in a sense.
1: Yep, and then also, uh, I mean, it, it, it literally was that. It was that whole. Um, but there's classism, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and if you, the more you ratted people out, the and like the more you stuck to the rules and you ratted others out, yeah, the, the higher you would move up that social ladder.
0: Fast. So basically, if you at other students' sites and you kind of pointed out some of the things that they did wrong or what was considered wrong under chronic college's eyes, that kind of showed that you were more spiritual. That kind of showed that you were more of that type of stuff that they wanted, you know?
1: I remember I reported one student one time for something that was actually uh, questionable.
0: I, I did too, and I didn't want to, but it involved um, a very grievous sin, and I'm not going to get into it. But it was something that was necessary. It wasn't about it wasn't about crown at all. It wasn't about the rules. But it was something. It was something related to somebody there. You know. Correct.
1: And yeah, same here. And I I remember. To, you know, I felt bad about it at the time. Even. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the music department must approve all music groups and music played in and outside of church, which is just weird. Like, why are you guys so obsessed with music? I already did a music episode on that. Check it out. It was very thorough. I've got a lot of positive feedback. I appreciate that. Um, students may not attend any concert, <clears throat> play. Or other form of entertainment without prior approval from the deans.
0: You're not getting permission for any of that. You're not I for guarantee any of you, you're not. But There's meanwhile, no they can go do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, of course.
1: Uh, students may not go tanning,
0: <laughs>
1: co ed health clubs, or similar establishments. What?
0: What is a similar establishment? I don't know. Like a bathhouse? <laughs> I haven't We went the sauna together. Gross.
1: Oh, so nasty. Uh, and students may uh, not go to a
0: movie theater. We did that. We, we did. did we, we did, did that. that a lot. We did that a lot. I actually, All right. Uh, any any student at a Christian college that says, "Oh no, I've never been to a movie theater." You are lying through your teeth. Yes, you have. Yeah. Plenty and, of and if you have not
1: You didn't do Bible college right. No. Makes the movie is so much. If the movie's garbage, you're so happier there still because you got
0: away with it. Yeah, you get two hours of just a wee bit of freedom, just a wee bit of fresh air. Remember
1: that though? Okay, wasn't that weird? The yeah. moment
0: you did something like that, I was like. <gasps> Oh, I can breathe again. Like you could be you
1: because the it's, entire time you put on a farce.
0: It's like we were really stupid prisoners and we'd break out for a little bit, go into the real world, have a fun time. And we're like, oh, this is so nice. But, uh, you know, we got to go back. So
1: got to go back to prison. Yep. Yeah. So ridiculous.
0: Crown was not prison, but sometimes they acted like a prison.
1: Yes. Um, students also may not go shopping on Sunday. Why? Because you're supporting people working on Sundays, bro. They also be in church.
0: I work on Sundays, and it's necessary that I do sometimes. You work in an ambulance. That? Somebody has to yeah. do it. Somebody's got to pick up me, mom. Come on. <laughs> well,
1: well, I mean, doesn't that kind of make them like the Pharisees in that sense? Too, in a by sense, the way? yeah. Where it's like, you cannot heal on the Sabbath. Like, it's kind of that same That's idea.
0: basically it. Like, you got to have those jobs. Otherwise, a lot of people are going to get hurt or injured or dead. So, yep. I have to do it.
1: Um, let's see. Mobile phones and pagers must remain, pagers. Pagers must remain off at all times in the college buildings and the auditorium. Hey,
0: hey, Will, you're old. What's what's a pager?
1: I believe it's something that holds down your pages in your book.
0: Oh, okay, that's that's odd. Anyway, <laughs> um, you
1: turn that off. Um, then this is the part where I want to talk about childlike treatment uh, uh, of their students. Now, keep in mind these are adults. These are adults that are supposed to be armed, equipped, theologically, apologetically, forcefully for the cause of Christ, so that the gates of hell may not prevail against it. And these are the rules you put on them because don't, you don't want to da- endanger them or hurt them. Visitors are not permitted in dormitories unless approved in advance by the administration. So you can't have friends over.
0: Can, can I just stop you or right family. there real quick? Did I ever tell you about that ex-prisoner who ran through our dormitory? No. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe you have as, a, uh, yeah, I'm as listening. Yeah, as Scott Mason. So we were at the Lodge, which is one of the dormitories at Crown College. It was kind of like in the woods um, outside of Powell, Tennessee, in that area. They didn't say a word to us about this before or after. They never put locks in our dorms. We were never, and this is one of the rules: we were never allowed to have any weapons to defend ourselves. But we definitely had some around this time, just in case we, we needed to. I had to. a trunk
1: full. Do you remember that? Yeah,
0: I do actually. But <laughs> yeah, and I actually had a buddy of mine. I actually had a gun on campus. I'm actually glad he did because I not on campus, but in his uh, in his truck in his uh, in his dorm, and I'm glad he did. It. One night, and again, they never said anything to us about this after just to admit that it happened and they never gave us any warning before so we could, you know, learn to watch out. We literally had an ex-con, an escape prisoner, run through our dormitory at one in the morning because he was running from the cops and the cops are all around North uh, Campus looking for this guy. So they say you can't have visitors over, but they give you nothing at all to secure your dorm. You're not allowed to have any locks or anything else like that. And people can come and go as they please and steal whatever they want out of your dorm. And many times that did happen. People got stolen from all of the time, you know.
1: Oh, we got, Oh, yeah. Students stole from each other all the time, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's insane. Uh, let's see. Rooms are to be kept in order at all times dorm inspection begins at 8 a.m each day and curfew for dormitory students is ten thirty monday through saturday evenings and 10 p.m on sunday evening again why though uh, let's see exceptions when uh oh yes special college sanctioned activities such as revivals or special meetings may constitute exceptions to curfew so remember, it's exceptions when it's for us, but not for what it's for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, true for me, but not for thee. <laughs> it's kind of a running gag that they had going on there.
0: That's actually what I've just written down here. That's That happened a lot.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, all interior lights must be out by 11.30 p.m. Soonest soon as may not rise before 5 a.m., And like what? Students may not rise no later though than 7:30 (laughs) a.m. Get these right, man. If you miss these, you're screwed. Um, Mm. On school days, exceptions for unusual work conditions must be approved by uh, the administration. Like, why do I have to prove when I sleep to you? I don't so, understand that. That's so weird.
0: Because it's all about control. It's all about micromanaging your students because they were so afraid that someone was going to do something stupid and they just can't handle the thought of that. So they're trying to micromanage hundreds of students of when they can rise up and when they can go to bed. It's just a bunch of nonsense.
1: Yeah, I mean, And get this one. On Sundays, students may mm-hmm. rise by 8 a.m. Ladies may not be outside after dark unless in groups of two or more. Again, because they're saying that women basically, if you walk outside at night, you're going to get raped. Yeah. Um, which I don't think they realize how rapes oftentimes happen. Rapes do not oftentimes happen randomly out in the middle of the street, but usually by a family member or uh somebody close to you within the mm. church, things along that nature. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, these things were forbid forbidden forbidden this is uh i literally had a file on my computer that i called contraband i labeled as contraband um because you weren't allowed weapons fireworks dvd players videos television headphones or earbuds or pets video games containing inappropriate themes behavior language or music are not permitted inappropriate is very vague there but yeah i had a whole file of contraband for all my stuff movies and stuff wasn't allowed
0: it's basically whatever they don't like
1: yep um, recorded music in any format by a student or a st- in a student's possession must be approved by the administration. Um, students may not shower or change clothing in another dormitory.
0: Um. Yeah, that's a bunch of nonsense because a lot of times our uh, showers don't actually work at our dorm so we'd have to go to a different dorm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of had get to
1: changed. Like if we're all going to go play basketball or something, I can't go to your dorm where right next to the court and get changed in your. Uh, I don't class. know. It's silly. Um so students may not oh wait, let's see. Oh yeah, students may not receive telephone calls or play radio, CDs, etc., between eleven PM and seven AM. Um, guess you don't get to play music to sleep too, if you need it. Members of the opposite sex are not allowed to enter or loiter near a dormitory except for assigned work purposes or with permission. All I'm saying is take off your your sandals for this is holy ground. Apparently, you're not allowed mm. to touch it. Forbidden. <laughs> um, students may not leave dormitories after curfew. Dude, okay, so there was actually uh, I, I had a taco rule for this. Yeah. I had a I had an RA who was super cool, but I was like, hey, I, I'd be hungry at you know studying midterms at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, dude, I really,
0: mm-hmm. really
1: could use a taco. And he'd be like, all right, dude, if you bring me a taco or a McChicken. I'll let you go out and grab one. I was like, yes. So I'd go out and grab one and zip on back. It was great. I got away with a lot of merch. We
0: are literally adults. Like I want to just over, like overemphasize that we're literally adults and we can't even go out at night to go get like food at night because we probably weren't able to make it to dinner because we were all working. And so with that, too, so you're not even allowed to go get food later on the night as well. See, that's, it just drove me nuts. But at the same time, make friends with the security, or if you know when they're going to come by or when they're not going to come by, that's yeah, how you I basically had, get around that. I had shifts memorized. Yeah.
1: So then I would be able to, like, slip on out if I needed Again, to. Again, it was
0: like escaping prison. We're, like, no, like noticing when the guards are going to pass by. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shawshank Redemption.
1: Another favorite part here is that it says that, like, uh, mm. we're not allowed to sunbathe, so we're not allowed to go tanning or sunbathe. And I think really yeah. what it is, I think they are prejudiced against tans.
0: Yeah, vitamin D is of, the, of, is of the devil
1: Of the devil Sorry, my mic was trying to fall off the table there Let's see what else I got Um, tw- 2.3 Designated study periods The period between 8.30pm and 10.30pm On Monday and Thursday is designated As a quiet time Like again, for studying Why are you get dictate when I study? That's, I'm an adult yeah. this The best part about being an adult The discipline of it is learning how to balance your time
0: Mm-hmm. And there's been so many times, I mean, I was working um, so much throughout school that I, I, I wasn't home by 10.30 p.m. I was home later, and I still had homework that I had to do that night. So there's many times it was open to the wee hours of the morning, and I had to get that done. If I wasn't able to, or if I wasn't allowed to get that done, then I would have failed so many different classes based upon this rule.
1: Yep. Um, let's see what else I got here. All dormitories, okay. Uh, all dormitory students must sign in and out of the dorm each time they leave campus.
0: I think they did away with that, but that was kind of ridiculous to begin. They have in the in the first place. Yeah, like
1: uh, you can't just run to the gas station and grab some chips. Yeah. Um, ladies may only leave campus in groups of three or more. Again, do you know how hard, that, how hard that was on the girls? By the way, yeah, you've
0: got to coordinate that, honestly. Like
1: they were always hunting down. I need a third person. I just need to go to Walmart. Like someone would be like, I need to get tampons or or a pad, even. Yeah. And they couldn't because they couldn't find a third. I'm like, that's just humiliating. Like it let is. them go grab stuff. That they need. Why are we being sexist? It's absurd. Um, dormitory mm-hmm. students going anywhere other than home during a scheduled break, such as Thanksgiving, must have approval by the administration. So I can't go to Florida or do my own thing.
0: No, they have to know where you are at all times, no matter yep. what.
1: Dormitory students may not travel beyond a fifty-mile radius without parental permission. I'm sorry, I do not need mommy and daddies permission I find that hilarious so by the way this is funny to me whenever Uh, I read this stuff about parental permission of traveling and stuff I'm like my family's in Michigan I'm in Tennessee what do they care if I drive an hour away two hours away from where I'm at it makes no difference to them because they can't do anything
0: yeah a lot of times we go up to like Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and places like that which I guess that was around the 15 mile radius I'm not too sure but like Again, we're adults. We're going to go travel and explore and see the area that we're going to school in. And, and it, I don't think there's any risk to that at all.
1: And how do you even track that?
0: Because we yeah. just go. That, that's what the, a lot of these rules like. How are you going to enforce all of these? Like, it, it's not, it, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it
1: just seems like you're trying to inconvenience your students. And, I mean, there would mm-hmm. be plenty of times you'd get in trouble, and you're like, that was a rule? I don't know That happened all the time. Because there's too yeah. many to keep track of. Absolutely. you think the Israelites had it bad with 613 commandments. <laughs> at least theirs were pretty consistent. You're really going
0: to compare the two? I'm <laughs> just saying.
1: I mean, Moses uh, is – I would rather live under Moses's law half the time than this, because at least I know where the lines are. Yeah.
0: That's you know, true. They would make it pretty plain. Well, that was the thing, too. I feel like a, lot, like a lot of the faculty wouldn't even read a lot of this rule book, so they wouldn't even know what rules to enforce. So a lot of the times it just kind of was based upon what they felt that day. And remember that you any know?
1: of them can issue them, and you – yeah, and generally speaking, you were mm-hmm. not allowed to argue with them because they're a quote-unquote spiritual authority. Absolutely. I was told uh, Sexton, when I was there, he's like, the administration has chosen, the administration has said, I'm like, yeah, but that's not biblical, and that doesn't seem consistent with this. And then they would just yell at me, then they're like, well, we're your spiritual authority. I'm like, you, no, you're my administration of education. The, yeah. the president here, who's my spiritual authority, quote-unquote, doesn't even know my name.
0: Like, See, I hated being told that, too, because like, I'm not doing anything that's unbiblical. I'm not breaking any of God's commandments, any of God's laws, and I'm not displeasing God with my life or anything like that. It's basically... Anything that you don't like and then you're kind of superseding that over the scripture and saying that's above, like, that's above the Bible and we're going to enforce that upon you.
1: Uh, this is one of the things that ticked me off actually when I read this. Any student dressed in work apparel must be on his way to or from work and must sit at the workers table. You are, shame on you, for having a job. We're separating you from the rest.
0: It's very oddly communist, isn't it? You're going to sit at the workers' table. <laughs> yeah, you
1: have the workers' class, and then you have everybody else. You cleb. Yeah. <laughs> know your place in our society. Oh, um, my goodness. That, I mean, that was us. I mean, that's just the. I, I mean, I burned through those. Um, it, it, so, I mean, there are so many stories of so many wild things. I mean, of course, you also chase the people naked at one in the
0: morning. It, it was necessary. It was necessary. I had to carry on the uh, tradition. You know. Well, I'm sure uh, so many
1: are thankful for that. It's a,
0: <laughs> a healthy fear needed to be instilled. But one thing that I kind of wanted to just kind of end on this note is that uh, something that I wrote down here, That something that really I was just kind of thinking about this over and over again, because I didn't want to seem as if we were just complaining about the rules for the sake of complaining about the rules. That's not Correct. really what we're about. We're just kind of showing how ridiculous a lot of this was. And what we kind of had to go through as young men and, you know, our wives and the people who are friends with young men and young women who had to go through this. And a lot of the rules were not the same for each, and a lot of them had different arbitrary standards. But the thing that really stood out to me at Crown as a student, that many times at Crown, me and the rest of the students, really had to beat into our heads that you will not embarrass Clarence and Saxon, you will not uh, tarnish You will not ruin the reputation of Crown College. Over and over and over again, it was the reputation of Crown College beaten into our heads that this is the most important thing. All the while, we should have been taught that it's really, it's God who's the most important. It's having a proper fear of the Lord, and not a fear of the Lord that if I mess up in any way, God is immediately going to strike me down with a bolt of lightning, is that having that fear of God that we actually love God and we respect God, and because of that, we want to keep his commandments. And so we know in Proverbs 9, verse 10, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is inside. And so the thing is, I don't want to base any of my convictions or standards on fear of ruining a college's reputation or a fear of one man like Clarence Sexton. Uh, One thing I kind of wanted to get into, the Young Baptist podcast had a really great episode on this, too, that a lot of the time is the reason why the IFB kind of got stuck in this time period of the 50s and 60s is that they just kind of got frozen in the Cold War because they were afraid of the communists taking over, they were afraid of the hippies taking over, they were afraid of the the liberals taking over, and all these different attitudes just kind of got stuck into people's heads. And that's the thing. I don't want to be basing my convictions and my standards on fear of somebody or something. I want to be basing those convictions and those standards on the fear of the Lord, having respect and a love for God. And that's what we really need to focus on is that we need to have our convictions and standards based upon what does God want me to do? Not what man wants us to do, not what an institution wants us to do, and not some from fear of some outside threat, but really what does God want us to do? Because having a fear of the Lord, a healthy fear of the Lord is really one of the most important things as Christians. And I know many times the Quran, many times people counted us out. They didn't think that we were going to make it in the ministry. They didn't think that we were going to make it in life. And I sadly, I
1: I would not be a successful exactly in ministry. And meanwhile, it's like I've been in ministry for 10 years.
0: Here we are, still to this day. And here's the thing. I know so many people at Crown who were, they were just kind of labeled as the golden boy or the golden girl or somebody who was basically placed over us in a sense that they were more spiritual or better off. But a lot of those people, sadly, and I'm not saying this, I'm glad about this, a lot of those people just kind of fell by the wayside. They didn't carry on with their Christian walk with God. A lot of them are... Uh, it just kind of fell into things that they shouldn't have ever fallen into. Now I'm not a perfect person, you know. You know that I'm chasing people around naked, having a good time. We were pranking people <laughs> left and right, having a good time. We there were being, a lot of funny pranks. Yeah, there was a lot of good times. We were being stupid boys, but here's the thing: I love God and I fear God and I want to base my life upon that. And because of those reasons, not because of all the different rules and not because of the peer pressure from the faculty at Crown College, it's not not anything to do with that. I'm still here. I'm still serving God because I love God and I want to serve Him with my life and that's the most important thing.
1: Well, I mean, that's one of the things that you're hitting you're hitting hard that. So, I mean, all this to say, yes, these rules are absurd and of course mm-hmm. we can pick them apart as easy as they are to pick apart. But one of the things that got me was when I was there, I was so frustrated because I felt mm-hmm. like the entire time I was being bubbled, mm-hmm. pulled back and restricted from being able to be do be myself and be in ministry properly. Uh, and it wasn't about following man. And I, I mean, you re, re, remember re, reading my blog as I was deconstructing yeah, uh, yeah, my does. terrible yeah. blog. Um, it wasn't a lot of... No, I
0: would, I would literally read your blog in a lot of different crown classes because I got more out of your blog than I did a lot of the classes that I was in.
1: Just grammatically had a lot of errors. The study was good. The grammar, grammar then not so much. Um,
0: but, I didn't notice any of it.
1: Because so. <laughs> <laughs> you're like me. You're a dumb
0: ape. I didn't say it. Uh,
1: but, you know, mm-hmm. it comes down... To really, are we serving God properly with the right mindset? This traditional mentality, it literally will actually snuff out people's excitement. And some of the people, it snuffed out their faith entirely.
0: Exactly, It completely destroyed it. Because so many times it's like, okay, am I serving just because I want to please Pastor Clarence Sexton? I want to please the faculty and show them that I'm this super amazing Christian. Or are you actually serving... In the ministry because you actually love God and you want to serve God and you want to lead people to him. You know, is it one of the two? What, which one is it?
1: This is why in all my pastorates almost, I barely even, like my first one, I mm-hmm. my first pastorate, you already know this, I didn't take a salary. Yeah. Then my second pastor I took a salary, but it was very minuscule, and I wanted them to put more of the money to fixing the building that desperately needed fixing. Now I am serving at Frontline, and there's, t- there's talk about bringing me on staff. I already served basically as the associate in many ways, mm-hmm. um, and you know, waiting for God's calling there. But the whole thing came to- comes down to this: like, well, I didn't fit this cookie cut, but I'm still yeah. sold out. I have literally my wife and I have struggled to pay bills because we've been in ministry.
0: Yeah, because you have a genuine faith, you have a genuine love for God and you want to serve him with your life and that's, you know, that's something that you you can't can't be taken away. You know, a lot of times you're going to fall out of, you know, you're going to fall out of the infatuation of being at a Bible college or having some big name pastor over you. All that's going to fade away and eventually you're going to be frustrated and left with really nothing. Unless you decide that your convictions and your standards of what you want to do with your life is based upon what God wants you to do for your life.
1: Correct. And so this comes down to, I, I mean, and I'm just going to say it, uh, I'll uh, correct mm. me if you, you can say if you agree with me on this or not. Okay. Um, but if you were listening to this and you were possibly in the IFB or you're possibly mm. thinking about going to an IFP college, let me just encourage you not to because mm. I think there are better colleges out there that will stretch you better in education because all the classes we took, a vast majority of them were not helpful. Yeah. They, were, no. they did not help us. Go to a place that's going to equip you properly and then treat you like the, the adult that you're supposed to be to equip you properly. See, a lot of the stuff, and I'm so confused because I'm sure early, me would have, early 20s me would have problems with 30-year-old me, mm. which if, if, by the way, that doesn't happen at some point in your life, it most likely shows that you haven't matured or, uh, mm-hmm. much at all. Uh, I'm not saying that was perfect back then, uh, but I'm saying that a lot of the growth that I, that took place what uh, took a lot longer mm. because of these pl- these these were literally stumbling blocks constantly being put in front of us. Mm-hmm. And if you want to grow, you need to get out of that bubble. You need to leave that where they're controlling you because and. They're literally just indoctrinating you with the same doctrines you've heard a thousand times. You're not hearing anything new or challenging.
0: Exactly. You need to be challenged as a Christian. And when you go out into the world, it's going to be a massive culture shock because you are living so enclosed in this little tiny wee bubble that you're not going to really be able to handle what's in the world. And they have the world is vicious all right they're not going to care that you were homeschooled and you don't really know a whole lot about the world that you're going to have to be able to face this head on and actually have an answer for the faith that resides in you and that's why you need to be challenged you need to be stretched you need to be able to give an answer to everyone that asks you of the hope that is within you you know now i'm going to say this if you are in an ifb college and you want to see it through and that you want to finish your degree then good for you. I want you to I want to encourage you to stay where maybe God wants you to stay there. I want you to follow God's will for your life, but I want you to I want to challenge you to actually think outside of the bubble that you're enclosed in, to think about what the scriptures actually teach, not what some man teaches, not what some standards, and not some prejudices or their own your know, preferences whatever it may be. Study what the Bible actually says from every single which of you, and actually just stick to close to God. Because here's the thing you're going to get sick of people at some point. The infatuation of a crown college or a Bible college, whatever it is, it's going to fade away eventually. The only thing that's really going to stick is your faith in God, and that is the most important thing. I say that I'm still here and you're still here, not because that's an attribute to us, it's nothing special about us, but it's because we're horrible wicked sinful men but we serve a great amazing loving gracious god and that is the only reason why we're still here so fall in love with god follow his words and everything else will take care of itself
1: and for a lot of you who are like okay yeah but i want to leave i know this isn't the Mm -hmm. best for me
0: but i don't know where to go i don't know what to do i want to serve
1: god in ministry and this Mm -hmm. is where i can do ministry is where i can serve god I talked to a gentleman the other day for over an hour who found mm. our, our podcast and talked to me because he's on staff at an IFB place and he's realizing that he doesn't fall in line with their handbook for employees and that he would lose his job if they found out. Mm. So he's trying to figure out how to balance that. What's well, And here's what I told him, and maybe this can help some of you if you're struggling with this. You can still serve God in ministry. Mm. It's not that you won't serve God in ministry. It's just that your ministry is going to change. It's going to change. You just might mm-hmm. not be in the same context as before. Or it doesn't mean you're not going to still be a pastor or a missionary or whatever. It just maybe in a different t- group of missions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you won't be in it at all. It means yeah. that your ministry will change. For example, when I stepped down at uh, Door Baptist, um, I stepped down and uh, where you still are, Deacon. Mm-hmm. At, yeah. um, it's funny because... Uh, we have a few haters of the podcast that say like, oh will, <laughs> will quit because he couldn't. He kept destroying the church and he couldn't uh, keep it together. I'm like, no, actually, a lot of the people that left, you would have had a problem with them too. Yeah. And the church is still standing actually. And actually mm. people come there. It's the fact I stepped down because you knew this. I was going to mm. school and I was having a baby and working two jobs as a pastor and a full-time something mm. else wasn't good for the church. And I was looking out for the church so the church could have a proper shepherd. Yeah. Um, but uh, with that being said, my ministry, when I stepped down, that was hard because I loved being a pastor. I loved preaching. Mm-hmm. But when I stepped down, I was able to focus more on the church split. Now mm-hmm. I'm ministering to thousands of people through this ministry. And now I'm serving at my church, doing ministering to plenty of other people, teaching a basically the seminary level course here in the next yeah. couple of weeks. And I got to preach there, and I get to serve in music there. My, I'm still serving God, but my ministry has changed. I'm not in an IFB context. Mm-hmm. I have changed, but I'm still serving God. And I hope, if, you know, and some people, like in the Young Baptist podcast, mm. they're independent Baptists. Yeah. And they're able to still serve God. Absolutely. So just, guys, just I don't want you guys to get stuck in this, this handbook, and there's plenty of other handbooks like it. I don't want you guys yeah. to get stuck in that. I want you guys to actually come close to God genuinely without a bunch of rules and traditions and regulations of man mm-hmm. uh, controlling you. I want you to grow. And I didn't really start growing in the Lord until after probably about a couple, about two years really strong, I grew. After about two years out at the IFB, it finally clicked with me what a relationship with God meant. Yeah. So,
0: and, anyway. You know, I think having a relationship with God, it's not just about rules. It's not just about regulations. Really having a relationship with God is about getting to know God in a personal, deep way. And that's something that we're always striving to know God more and more as time goes on. And, you know, something that's a, a favorite quote of mine is from Dr. Dr. Charles Stanley that he says, you know, if you just obey God, the consequences will take care of themselves. So with that being said, what I've been harking on uh, recently is just that we need to have a fear of the Lord in a sense that we don't need to be fearing man. We don't need to be fearing all these different rules and regulations that we need to fear God, understand what God wants and expects from us, follow after him with your life, love him and just commit yourself to him and everything will take care of itself. So maybe if you want to leave... Whatever setting that you're in and follow after God in a new way, that's good. Follow after God. God will always take care of you no matter what. There's been plenty of times where, you know, we, me and Brittany kind of gently walked away from the IFB. And we walked away and we moved up to Michigan. But it's one of the best decisions we ever made, and God has been taking care of us ever since. And it doesn't
1: mean it's been easy either, because you guys are, you know—you yeah, well, have a lot of frustrations.
0: Absolutely. But yeah. at the same
1: time, like, spiritually, breath of fresh air, and it's not just the mm-hmm. IFB, okay? There's, like, extreme Pentecostals and a lot of other groups yeah. that are like yeah. it. But I'm just trying to encourage you guys to not fall into to re- that religious uh, cookie cut. The cookie cut rarely ever works anyway, so... Mm. But anyway, is there anything else you wanted to say there, Andrew? I think that's about it. I think we covered it. Sweet. Okay, guys. Well, hey, again, Andrew, thanks for being on. Absolutely. uh, And sharing some of our war stories. Uh, There's so many we could tell. We could literally literally have an episode where we just say the stories of Will and Andrew, and we could talk for hours (laughs) uh, about some of the crazy stuff. But, guys, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to The Church Split. hope you've enjoyed this. And this is actually – we're doing a modesty episode, but it's not really a – an IFB topic. Sure, the IFB talk about modesty, but it's like Christians and talk about modesty a lot. Um, but outside of this episode, this is the last IFB-centered episode I'm going to have in a long time.
0: Good. Okay. Because I am sick and tired yeah, of it. And guys, and honestly, and this is not long. coming
1: from a, a place of vitriol or anything like that. Uh, we we attack the, the IFB ideologies because they're dangerous, because they're damaging, and there's mm-hmm. been a lot of hard, things that they confuse people and spin people out. So we've done proper rebuttals when we felt necessary. We're not going to do a bunch more, and we want to move on to theology and apologetics, which is my passion. That is where that is where will lives and breathes.
0: I'm really glad you said that because I'm just kind of I'm I'm personally I'm I'm kind of tired of the the IFB series that we've been, we've been going through because I've lived it and I. I'm just, I'm just done with it. I, yeah, I want to get to know God more and see what God's word says.
1: You can't hang on the same spot forever guys. No. And I moved on past that for a long, for a very long time. And we decided to do our first IFB rebuttal once with Andrew, mm. uh, not with Andrew, but with Brian and uh, with, I think rager was the one. Oh, yeah. And then that took off and uh, people started yeah. being like, Oh my gosh, we need more of this type of content. And I think it was good. I think it was all of it, cause we, we were selective on what we mm. chose and I think it was all necessary. Of course we responded other people to like Ben Yoon and whatnot. But it's, it was necessary, but it's time to also move on because, guys, I moved on a long time ago. I hadn't thought about the IFB really much in years. I was too busy pastoring and doing other things. Um, and, you know, again, not the, everything in the IFB is bad. They taught me a high view of scripture yeah. and things like that. But you got to move on. Some of, some of y'all uh, are, mm. too, are, are allowing the, the, the hurt – to take over and you guys also got to move yeah. on there's better theology there's better church experiences better god experiences than what you've been taught and what you've yeah. experienced and if you keep dwelling on the negative you'll never experience the positive part there's
0: a lot more to the christian life than recovering from whatever bad experiences that you went through in fundamentalism there's Ooh. a lot more to it than that exactly. that is your first step out the door but just keep carrying on exactly so Anyway, mm. guys, hope this
1: this uh, episode was fun. I uh, hope you guys got, enjoyed getting to know one of my other best friends, Andrew. Mm. Uh, you guys are very familiar with Brian, but I would absolutely love Andrew to be on here more just because I think you'd add an-
0: another yeah, dynamic. Absolutely. But, Anytime.
1: But Brian is definitely here uh, for every episode here on out. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to share this along with your friends. Uh, tag Pastor Sexton in it. No. <laughs> just just <laughs> kidding. Um, but, yeah. guys, you all take care. We'll see you next time on the next episode of The Church Split, and God bless.